Hello everyone, this is an additional clip to the main interview with Jerry Mazinski. In this clip, Jerry describes an experience which gave him insight into the nature of the voices. Where I experience that, and if I don't experience it, it's not real. You know, it's words. But it was, remember the time I said I asked, uh, this was while I was in the state hospital. I asked uh, and prayed, I said, you know, Lord, what are these things? Help me understand what these things are. And uh, I would go after, after working at the hospital all day, I'd, I'd, I'd go swimming at night. I would lived on this, this big lake. And this one night after, you know, a couple, few days after making this prayer, I was heading out in the lake to go swimming and the water was bath warm. The surface was just glass smooth. The moon was out. Um, it, it was just great. And, and I was in good shape. I could swim long distances without getting tired. Uh, so I, I started out swimming and I was, I was just stroking and kind of meditating on the strokes, you know, just kind of, you know, thinking, okay, that could do a little better on this one. And, and, and after a while I started getting tired and I'm like, uh, you know, I wonder how far out I am. So I look up and I'm far and I'm tired and I'm too tired to make it back to the shore. Um, but by then I had <clears throat> been a certified scuba diver for a long time. The, the, the water and me were like this, you know, the water was a friend. It wasn't an enemy. And they taught us uh, the survival uh, thing where you put your hands behind your back and, and you take in a deep breath and you just float like a dead guy. And then when you run out of breath, you whip your head up real quick, you blow that air out and you suck in another breath. Um, and then you go back to floating like a dead guy again until you, but when you blow that air out, you start sinking and you'll sink below the surface a foot or two and then you'll bob back up, you know, float on your face. And you just keep repeating that. It takes hardly any energy. You can do it forever if the water isn't, isn't cold. And the water that night wasn't cold. So uh, <clears throat> I look up and, and I'm, uh, I'm far from shore. I'm, I know I'm too tired to make it back. Uh, I need to rest up. There's there's nothing to rest on. You have to you have to rest while you're in the middle of the lake. And uh, here comes this thought, and and it goes, hey, you know, you're you're out at the lake. You're, you're far out. You're too tired to make it back. Um, lights are starting to go out on the shore. Um, you know, and, and what was it? There was some other thing. There were three true things it said, and and I'm kind of like. Yeah, so what? There's no big deal. And then it goes, and you're going to drown. So here it, here's a yes set. It's thrown against me. And, and I'm like, my own mind is throwing a yes set against me, trying to convince me I'm going to drown. I'm like, where did that come from? You know, I'm out in the middle of the lake thinking about this. And, and that, that's weird, you know. So I'm not going to drown. What are you talking about? So next time I go down, I'm, I'm sinking. And then here comes the voice again when I come up. It's like, well, you see, we're sinking toward the bottom. And that repeats those two things again. You're, you're, the lights are going out. You're too far to make it. You were sinking toward the bottom. Uh, you're on your way. You're going to drown. And I'm like, what? What, what? what the hell is this thing? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to spite it. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to spite it. I'm, I'm not, you know. Next time I went down, I let out more air. So I sank quicker. So you hit something called the crush depth where you, the pressure of the water crushes your lungs and you're no longer buoyant and, and your, your descent speeds. So by now I was kind of weirded out. I mean, I was kind of freaked out about what was going on. I knew something was strange was going on that whatever this was, wasn't me because I wasn't worried about drowning. 
you know, I wasn't worried about the water. I wasn't worried about it being late. I knew I was going to be okay. I knew I was going to get back. That wasn't a concern. But here's my own mind telling me I'm going to drown twice. So I went, yeah, screw you. I'm not going to drown. So I let more air out. And as I increased, I mean, I started dropping at a very rapid rate. I had no idea how deep the lake was out there. So I, I'm like, oh, I'm going too fast. And, and I, I shot to the surface again. Um, even before I got there, I knew what that was. You know, and got up there, and here it comes again. All right, see, you were sinking. You were, you, you were, the lights are going out. You can't make it. You're too tired. You're, now you're panicking. It's telling me I'm panicking. I'm like, what the hell is this thing telling me I'm panicking? You know, so I went down again. This time I dropped back, and, and I felt this cold coming up my legs. I mean, it's just cold all the way, moving up upward. And I shot up again. And even before I got there, I knew it was the thermocline. I'd encountered those a million times before. It's a cold layer of water that is just sitting on the bottom and it sinks down there and it's significantly colder than the rest of the water. So, you know, I kind of freaked out, went to the top. I mean, I'm kind of nervous because this is, it's, it's like 10 at night or 11 at night. It's dark I'm in the middle of the lake, under the water, there's no sight, there's no sound. You can't see anything, you can't hear anything. It's just me, you know, and, and I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, this whole thing was really weird. So I get up this time and it says, look, you're panicking. You know, you're too far out. You're panicking. You shot to the surface again and, and there's a motorboat coming. And motorboat, you can usually hear those underwater for quite a distance. And I, I didn't hear it. I might've been concentrating more on what was going on with me. And I look up and yeah, there's a motorboat coming. I can see the green navigation light and hear this thing going, it can't see you, which is true. It's coming right toward you, which is true. You know, um, it's going to cut you to ribbons. You know, that that blade is going to cut you to ribbons. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not. I've dove under motorboats before. I can dive underneath it and stay there long enough for it to pass over. I wasn't worried about it. It's not something I wanted to do, but I knew I could do it if I had to. And uh, I'm watching this thing come along, and it, it is. It looks like it's heading right toward me. And... As it gets closer, I see it's passing maybe 20 feet in front of me or 25 feet. And I watch as it passes. And uh, I turn my head and I'm, I'm looking. And I wasn't paying attention to the wake. And I turned around. And just as I'm taking air in, the wake washes over my face. I wasn't expecting. I took a whole mouthful full of water in. And I started coughing and choking and you know, spitting it out. And uh, it was like the thing started right in. You're going to drown. You're panicking. Look, you're coughing, you're choking, you're, you're, you're drowning, you're drowning. I'm like, what the hell is this thing? So screw it. So went down again. Dropped down to the bottom, went past the crush jet, went through the thermocline. So I felt the cold water coming up all through my body and then dropped through it. And it was warm under the thermocline, which is not what I was expecting. I was expecting cold water all the way down the bottom. But no, there was a layer of warm water there. This thing apparently hadn't sunk to the bottom yet. So I'm going down, down. I clear my ears to, for the pressure, equalize the pressure, keep going down, down. And then I felt this icky, icky thing kind of like grab my, my feet. And I'm like, whoa, and shot to the surface again. And even before I got there, I realized it was the muck at the bottom of the lake. I didn't think there was muck at the bottom because, you know, all the times I swum in the lake, it was all rock. So I thought it was rock in the middle too. So it took me by surprise. You know, so I get up and, and here it starts again. You're panicking, you're drowning, you're too late to go here. And, and here I'm like, what the hell is this thing? So I drop back down again. I stick in the mud. My feet are sticking there. And I'm just 
with my arms out, inches over the bottom, and I'm just floating there in silence. I'm scared, so I'm not thinking about anything. I'm kind of halfway waiting for something to come out of the dark water at the bottom of the lake and grab me. So I'm like, you know, what's going on here? This is all so weird. And, and there is no sight. There is no sound. There is no smell. There is no breathing. Everything is shut down. I'm completely shut down. And, and, and it was warm water, so I'm feeling nothing. All my senses were shut down. And the only thing I was aware of was that I was aware that I was aware. And that's what's there past all the horse crap. That awareness, that consciousness, and that consciousness lives in the present moment. And these things are always trying to drag you into the future or into the past. Worry about this. This is going to collapse. Worry about that. Where are you? Can you pay the bills? And then the past, oh, you did that wrong thing. You hurt that person. You know, the, future, the present is the only time you can live. Now, that wall of thought that is constant revolvingly telling you who you are, telling you what's going on, over and over again. You already know what's going on. You already know these things. Why does it have to keep telling you this over and over and over again? So the battle is to shut that down. And that's what Carlos Castaneda repeated over and over and over again, is that once you stop the internal dialogue, the whole world changes. You become present. You can now experience the world as it is and not how you think it is. So it becomes a process of widening those gaps between the thoughts. So, you know, I spend a lot of time tracking my thoughts. And then I, when, when they end, there's this little period of silence. And I'll think, well, what were you thinking about? And it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. 90% of it is, you know, yeah, well, you did do that. You know, it, it's just freaking garbage or it's fearful thoughts or what's going to happen here or what's going to happen there. You know, it, it's a process of widening that gap and the silence and staying in the present. Yeah. And that's the only place you can be. And as long as the television is blaring, yeah, yeah, it's war and worry about this and worry about this. I mean, you're being programmed constantly, constantly, you know, by everything around you, the banks, the news, the, you know, everything. Yeah. And that affects how you think. And look at the world, look at the mess it's in. Look at the mess it's in. 